Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we started recording episodes virtually instead of being in the same room together. This created technical issues for us for many weeks. Our sound issues get better beginning with the pros and cons episode. In the meantime, we appreciate your patience with the sound issues that are present in this episode. Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. All right, we're recording. Off to the races. Yay! (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hello. That sounded so clear and good. Yay! Um, All right, awesome. Hello. So, welcome to, drum roll, (laughs) Kate and I's favorite class to teach in all of the dbt curriculum that there is this is the topic that we most look forward to doing in In our groups yeah in person so i think it might be the one i'm the least looking forward to over distance because we can't do the in-person stuff i know it's so hard i don't want to make you all jealous however what we do in group is that for hmm envious Envious. Oh, yeah. You're so right. Yes. Envious. Thank you, Kate. I don't want to make you all envious, but when we do this in group, um, it's such a fun, relaxing night because the topic that we're going to do and talk about is self-soothing and specifically self-soothing with our five senses. So what we do with our participants in group is we go through five different activities with them that are all very calming relaxing activities and kate and i do it with them and it's just it's a lovely group and we wish we could do it with all of you listeners (laughs) um so with the suggestions that we are going to give for each one if you have the means to create like i don't know i mean these could our groups are what two hours we spend probably about one hour doing all of these i mean you could probably even do all of these in 30 minutes or less but because we have everybody talk about them each afterwards yes yeah um but if you're able to create like i don't know at least a 30 minute chunk of time for yourself to do some self-soothing in all these different ways we're going to discuss um we highly recommend it so in terms of what this whole self-soothing thing is you know i'll hearken it back to last week when we talked about accepts accepts is about distraction accepts is about when you are dealing with something in your life that you can't do much about it's taking up a lot of mental space in your brain how can you give yourself a break from it so soothing can also be distracting but that's not really the purpose of it the purpose of it is to just give yourself some love (laughs) and if you're struggling with something really hard in your life especially if you're going through it 
alone or you don't have good support from the people around you, self-soothing is just a beautiful way to take care of yourself. It's a great way to just take some time for you. And emotionally, it's a really great way to take care of yourself if you are experiencing sadness in particular. This is, um, this is a good one to use. So yeah, I don't know. Are, is there anything else that you want to mention, Kate, about um, when to use the self-soothing stuff we're about to talk about? I mean, I, there's a phrase that you use a lot that I think is really applicable here, which is like for your more, from your more, your more tender emotions. Mm, yeah. This is a good one for your more tender emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Sadness, grief, hurt. Mm -hmm. um, those sorts of things. If you're really riled up in some fashion, this is probably not the first skill to go to. Not that you can't hit on it, but it's probably not the, the first go-to. But when you're having those more tender feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and I like your idea of having someone take a half an hour to go through it because um, sometimes people are surprised by which one they find the most soothing, right? Yep. They, they might go into it betting that one is going to be best. Uh, and then, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out a different one is so. That's the other reason I think that it's worth giving all of them a try because maybe the one you think you hate is the one you like best, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that's really important to note about the self-soothing activities that we're going to be discussing, different from again some other DBT skills, is we've really been trying to differentiate between some of the DBT skills that involve more mental exertion, more using your brain, um, compared to the ones that are using more of your body. And this is very much, again, kind of that bottom-up idea of these are all things you can do for yourself physically that don't take a lot of brain power. This isn't like check the facts, for example, <laughs> when you're thinking through a lot of things in depth. Um, these are really just things that try them out and see what happens without you having to do a whole lot of thinking or doing a worksheet or anything like that. So. That's true. Yeah, cool. All right, so are we launching into it? Yes, um, so let's go for it. Really, what we get to do here is just mostly make suggestions, but, you know, please feel free to try your own shit out and let us know if you tried something that we didn't mention that you really liked. We can add it on for other things later. So, yes. Uh, first one I'm going to tackle is vision. Um, so, this is great um, because anything that you like looking at, like, whatever, right? So this can be, you know, I don't know, in the world where the ubiquitous phone is always at hand, um, you can always do, like, a Google image search um, for things that make you happy. Um, maybe on your phone you have your personal pictures and you'd like to scroll through old pictures and look at things that, you know, are positive memories that make you happy. Um, you could do, I don't know, looking at beautiful art. Um, if you have stuff at your home or at your office or wherever you are that you like looking at, um, this can also involve going out in nature and looking at flowers, looking at trees, looking at sunrises or sunsets, looking at the stars, looking at the sky. Um, this is anything really that you just take pleasure uh, in looking at, whether that be like stuff that inspires awe, like a or stuff that inspires, aww, like cute. A-W-W-W. <laughs> 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 I 
they're like cute little animals or whatever. And so whatever this is, it's stuff that for dreams. Um, again, God, I hate referencing so many things that are screen related. But the world we live in. Um, Pinterest, right? If you have like Pinterest boards that you really like, so this could be either stuff that you find really beautiful or stuff you like sort of daydreaming around. Um, there's so many things. Just if you like looking at it, looking at it makes you happy, makes you calm, makes you you know giggle, makes you you know any flavor of pleasure. There you have it. Yeah. Yep. The other thing that I would recommend specifically with vision that I think can be really tempting and it's not, I don't want to say, it's not bad. However, I would encourage you to do this in a mindful, in-depth sort of way. So rather than scrolling through like 10 different pictures and just being like, oh, that one, next one, next one, next one. Like if you can pick maybe one or two and really pause there and really try to notice details that maybe you haven't noticed before about that picture if it does relate to a personal picture of a memory like Kate was talking about really remembering how it felt to be there like really taking your time to dive in maybe you have a piece of artwork at home that you really like but you know it's been hanging on your wall for years and you find yourself not ever really looking at it and that if you actually mindfully looked at it, it could be a really soothing, calming thing for you. So I think a lot of this is about slowing down and taking our time and to make sure that you're doing that with the images that you find. It's much better to look at like one or two really in depth than to look at 20 very quickly. <laughs> Good point, Michelle. Yeah, cool. All right, so moving on to hearing which is our next sense that we're going to be discussing. So hearing can be, again, it can encompass a lot of different things. This could be listening to songs or music that are really pleasant or relaxing for you. This could also be listening to nature sounds that could be really pleasant or relaxing for you. It can fall under either of those types I guess you could say either of those ways that we can use this sense of hearing and I think it's really important to I don't know I would say here as well of the way that how you can use this skill most effectively of self-soothing is with each different sense that we're focusing on to really try to hone in on that one again you can do these in any order but if you're wanting to really try to focus in on this sense of hearing I would encourage you to close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so see how that changes the experience for you when you are not distracted by looking at the things that are in your immediate environment and just focusing on the sounds just focusing on the music the lyrics if the song that you're listening to has lyrics the nature sounds that you hear if that's where you're choosing to go just focusing on that experience of listening and in terms of musical choices i don't think there's really a right or a wrong because everyone's musical tastes are so unique um and again maybe different from how i was talking about the e and accepts last week where i was talking about like how you could put a playlist together of songs that are maybe like more uplifting or joyful or like that kind of a vibe 
these might be songs that just feel like, oh, they give you like a hug. <laughs> and again, might be a little more slower in pace, but whatever style suits you is all good here. And in terms of the nature sounds, when we do this in group, that's what we pick for people to listen to. We have people close their eyes, listening to water, birds chirping. If you're like, well, where can I find nature sounds, Kate and Michelle? Oh my God, everywhere on YouTube. So many. Everywhere. And you can find clips that are very short or clips that are like 15 hours long. Um, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. But some of this too that I think is really important going back to what Kate was talking about with vision, how that can be looking at nature. There's something about nature in particular that is inherently soothing, I feel like. And people may have different nature sounds that they like or that they gravitate towards, but I would encourage you also with hearing to maybe consider testing this out in that way. Of what does it do for you if you just sit, get in a comfortable position or laying down, close your eyes and listen to the sound of waves for three minutes. Like, what does that do, you know, because we can get really used to just listening to music on the radio or things like that. And again, that can be soothing and that is soothing for a lot of people. And this is also another way to try it out and to see what that does for you also. So, yeah. I had my, the things I would tack on there are one, um, you can also hone in on the sounds that are just around you wherever you are. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, when I, at first I was thinking about, like, go out into nature to listen if possible, like if that's something that's accessible for you. Um, but even just, well, you know, I mean, it sounds silly, but on traffic noises or on the noises of the city or on the noises of your office building or on the noises of, like, just like, you know, sometimes we can kind of tune out the sound around us. And there can sometimes be something calming, even if it's not that the sounds themselves aren't inherently calming about just focusing in on that sense mm -hmm. and kind of letting other stuff fall away. Seeing what you notice if you really focus there um, was one thought. Um, and then just a, another couple of ideas. Um, one, I don't know if you would count this or not, Michelle, but I, I thought maybe audiobooks are another Oh, thing. I think now, that could be. Because I think stuff that was soothing as a child almost never stops being soothing. Um, uh, if you have someone in your life that could do this, having someone like read you a story. Oh yeah, that's lovely. Right, like that's just really nice. Um, or or guided like imagery or guided meditations and stuff, but also to an extent, be. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree with all of that. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right, onward. Yes, let's go onward. Smell. Um. <laughs> is the next one. Smell is interesting. I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, already sort of heard this since it's one of the things about science that's actually sort of popularly known, which is that smell can really bring back memories. Um, so one thing you can do this if you know that you have certain smells that are associated with really happy, positive, like soothing memories for you. I recommend finding ways to have those around because that can be a really nice way to kind of double hook in to the properties of smell. Um, but other things to do, food or drinks, right? Like one of my favorite things about my tea isn't just drinking it, but like sitting with it close to my face and just breathing in the steam and smelling uh, what my tea smells like. 
Um, you can also, you know, there's 18 bajillion scented candles or those melty wax things um, out in the world. Those can be really nice. I know Michelle is a big proponent of like aromatherapy essential oil type of things. Um, those are, um, you know, available through a lot of different places and can be really engaging. You know, they tend to be pretty strong smells. And so that can just be really engrossing um, to like have that on your wrist or something and just breathe it in. Um, Michelle and I debate about whether lotion should go here because it's kind of touchy too. But, you know, if you put like a really nicely smelling lotion on your hands and then just cup your, I'm doing it and I'm going to make myself not be able to be hurt, but like, you, you cup your, you know, your hands around your nose and breathe in. Um, gosh. Oh, one of my favorite things is to put like some like cloves or cinnamon sticks or like orange peel and stuff just in a pot of water and boil it on the stove because um, it'll make your whole house smell like mulling spices and that's really me very comforting <laughs> baking mm -hmm. the smell aspect of that can be really reassuring um i guess what i'm saying there's a lot of ways um to get various and sundry scents um into your immediate experience and you know i'm glad michelle brought this up at the beginning but for each and every one of those of these it's gonna you know i think a good reminder is to try and focus in on that thing um, whatever that means, um, and for however long you're able to. Um, so a lot of the times I would be maybe sitting in quiet, so you don't, maybe don't have as much in the way of sound, maybe closing your eyes and just really breathing in, um, and focusing in on that smell and what it does for you. Yeah, smell is, smell is one of, I feel like, out of these, out of the five senses that we have, like, the most neglected. I no, feel it's like... actually my favorite. Well, it, Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, because I know I neglected. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I, I, it's so funny how neglected it is for me, because when we do this in class, I often am like, geez, that's right. Yeah. I really like this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when, when you pause and can find a smell that really fits for you, without judgment of what smells you like or dislike, just noticing, I personally really like citrus smells, but I know lots of people that... They don't like citrus smells at all. <laughs> well, I hate lavender. I don't know anybody else, but I hate the smell of lavender. I didn't for a while. It's growing on me a little bit. And there's all sorts of science out there, too, if you look it up, of, like, what it means if you're attracted to or repulsed by certain smells, what that, what the meaning is behind that. That could be interesting stuff to look up. Um... But yeah, smells really do have the power in subtle ways that we don't realize to affect our moods and to, um, yeah, be associated with things that are either positive or negative memory-wise. Um, and I think it's important to this, it uh, doesn't really relate to self-soothing, however, I'll mention it because it feels important. If you have a history of trauma, you may be surprised how much this sense of smell can really impact the potential for you to experience flashbacks or difficult memories in a way that can catch you off guard sometimes. Um, and if you, I, I'm just thinking of, you know, certain examples where, yeah, I've had clients tell me that, you know, they walked into a room and they smelled a certain cologne or like whatever it was and they were just instantly flooded and back to a memory because smells are so associated with memories whether we realize it or not and so having smells that you know are soothing and calming for you and trying to if there's a way for you to keep them with you 
um, have them be portable in some way. Yeah, this can look like, like we talked about, little a little tube of lotion or little essential oil or whatever it is. Um, all of that can be helpful to soothe and get you back to baseline if something happens that's triggering or overwhelming. All right, um, on to taste. Taste, yum. So when we do this, <laughs> I know, I'm getting hungry for lunch. Um, so when we do this in group, the way that we do taste is we bring chocolates and we bring cheese. So we bring like a sweet and a savory, depending on what people want. And the specific chocolates that I normally choose, oh, they're like the, I think it's Brookside is the brand. I swear we're not getting paid for this. I just want to give out the good news. <laughs> but the Brookside little like blueberry acai chocolate balls, so good. That's what I bring to group. And I almost made Kate spit out her water because I said balls. <laughs> <laughs> but the island is in the air. <laughs> They're so good. Look them up. They're amazing. Um... But I mean, whatever fits for you with tastes that you enjoy. And as we've been touching on with a lot of these, do this in a mindful way. Um, yes, you'll probably get some benefits if you're sitting there watching TV and decide to eat some food that's soothing for you. Sure, that may be somewhat effective. Comfort food is a thing for a reason, right? Comfort food is a thing for a reason. Yes, totally. And also, if you close your eyes and really try to eat in a mindful way. Like Kate was just mentioning with smell, you can smell the food before you put it in your mouth. Try to take your time before you take that first bite just to let it be in your mouth and try to eat it really slowly. That can be a very soothing, calming activity to do, a way of really eating mindfully that helps us enjoy the experience far more than we do when we're just shoveling food in our mouth as fast as we can because we're in a rush or we're really hungry. So pick any, again, any foods that are calming and comforting to you. There's no right or wrong. Again, we do cheese and chocolate, <laughs> but pick whatever you want. And just really taking your time to notice how it feels to eat those foods and there can also be ways I think with tastes that can be very calming for people I had one client and this was associated with memory for her but um I think it was specifically spearmint gum I don't really know what all the differences between spearmint and peppermint and all of that but gum was very soothing for her um and so if there's gum of a certain flavor that you like or little uh, candies or like, you know, mints that you like. Yeah, any kind of easily transportable food that you might be able to, again, like keep with you that you can eat in the moment if you like. That can all be really soothing. And I would encourage you to, to not have judgment for yourself around this because there can be so much shame around food choices that we can tell ourselves like, well, that's not healthy or whatever it is. And I would really encourage you guys, if you notice self-talk like that coming up for you to let that go. <laughs> and, you know, again, this can be as much as, or as little as a single bite. 
to as much as whatever, however much you want to eat. <laughs> but just using this as an experience to really slow down and savor and enjoy. Because, yeah, there's food that... Food, it, food can be very comforting for a reason. It's something that we can enjoy, and why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I want to have more, but I think you've covered all <laughs> what I would say about it. Oh, no, uh, there you go. One random thing. Uh, don't forget the beverages, count. Don't forget what? Beverages. Oh, beverages. Yes, this is true, like teas and stuff. Yes, because tea <laughs> is one of my, like, absolutely favorite things in the world. Um, again, harkening back to childhood, um, like warm vanilla milk mm -hmm. is a very soothing thing for me. Um, so, I don't know, it's not just... <laughs> taste it's not just food no yes uh, thank you I, that's yeah. such that's such a good point that is so true that i did not mention so and thank you i don't know you guys have probably noticed by now but it, oftentimes these things end up pulling in more than one sense mm -hmm. so for me i think about especially like a, a mug of something warm there's going to be like the comfort of the warmth like the literal warmth of it and the soothing of the taste and the smell like there's you know just I know we're saying focus in on one, except for when it's better to notice all of them. Sorry. Uh, because, <laughs> um, because we're consistent. Um, the, no, but right, like there's so much, right? There's often, there are often multiple elements to something that are soothing. And um, as much as we want you to be focusing in, um, mindfulness does sometimes mean noticing, you know, all of those things and taking as much comfort from it as you can. So yeah, you're being mindful of really be doing one, and sometimes it's nice to be like I am laying in the warmth of the grass, hearing the breeze through the trees, smelling the growth of spring, and it's awesome. I don't know, right? There you go. Yeah, you're totally right. Just being mindful of the whole experience. You know, we're breaking these down really, I think, for explanatory that's a word right yeah explanatory purposes but these are things that can be experienced collectively or broken down individually whatever whatever fits yeah, yeah. uh so last but certainly certainly not least touch um uh, so many so many so many michelle uh so this is really anything that is that physical sensation anything that's feeling nice that involves your skin Right? So, this can be lotions. This can be baths or showers. This can be cozy clothing or, you know, comfortable blankets um, to wrap yourself up in. This could be swimming. This could be laying in the sun like I was just talking about. This could be focusing in on the sensations of, like, I don't know, I, I, my biases don't show or anything. Like, the dirt when you're gardening or things like that, right? There's anything that is coming to you through sensations on your skin. Um, I do think that one of the things that people maybe neglect here is that, uh, turns out, you're covered entirely in surfaces. Um, by what I mean, if people think of touch, I think often exclusively it's coming through the hands, right? Your hands are the things that want to touch stuff. Um, but your whole body, right, is actually experiencing touch pretty much all the time. So try and broaden your horizons of what this might mean and recognize that it's more than just you physically touching things with your hands or fingers. Not that that's a bad thing. Like having certain, um, I think of like worry stones as being a thing that can be really soothing to some people. Um, even certain kinds of 
you know, fidgets or having you know, like a swath of cloth or a squishy toy or something that you like to have that you find soothing to experience the texture of. So it certainly isn't about touch. No, hang on a second. I can do this English sentence. It is. No, maybe I can't. It is not, not about touching things with your hands. Sorry, double negative was the best I could put off there, folks. Um, but it, you know, it's both. Don't neglect the hands. Don't neglect the body. It can be either one. There we go. That's coherent. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's, there's, I don't know. There's so many different things. And again, this is going to be different for different people. Um, I love hot showers. Um, I think my husband would rather gouge his eyes out than take a hot shower. Um, I don't understand. As far as I can tell, he'd like to bathe in glacial runoff. But, like, <laughs> right, so we each have different preferences for warm or cold, for, you know, soft or rough, or, you know, different kinds of, of sensations. And like Michelle has mentioned so, so wonderfully in a couple of different ones that she's talked about, this isn't about being judgmental of yourself for what you like. This is about harnessing what you like, what brings you pleasure, and what is soothing. Um, before I forget, Michelle, uh, before you weigh in on your touch ideas, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I know people, especially who are in like DBT programs, actually put together a little five senses kit. Um, uh, like little, I don't know, you can find like a little kit that's sometimes used for, oh, where were you? Like a little first aid bag or a little makeup bag or something like that where you can carry around with you maybe you know, something, one of your little bottles of perfume or a little worry stone that you like to play with, some of the candies maybe, or, you know, something that you like to for, for uh, taste, right? You can put a lot of, you know, just different little things. I, for a long time, wasn't in a DVT kit, but I kept in my wallet a very tiny little card um, that had a little cartoon drawing of a brontosaurus on the front and in its mouth it was holding a bunch of balloons and that was so cute and so it made me smile every time I saw it so I kept it in my wallet and inside I wrote a little note to myself that said cheer up um <laughs> so right so whatever so if it's something if there's a little cute object that you can put in your kit that can work too so um if you find that you really benefit from some of these five senses stuff um I would say consider you know Michelle's talked about making things portable um no reason you can't make them portable and put them all in one place. Have your little five senses rescue kit um, as a kind of cool thing. Um, Michelle, did you have any other thoughts on touch before we wrap up? Not too much because um, you gave a lot of really good examples. Some other things I was thinking of that I don't think you said um, were stuffed animals. Oh, I don't care how old you are. Find a stuffed animal that you like. <laughs> find something that you can hold on to when you're at home and having a hard day um it does a lot of healing for us and uses that sense of touch and also um comfortable clothes having you know that one. oh you did okay i spaced it then my bad um so yeah i think that was all i had to add nice yeah. okay so what's our homework michelle yeah, I feel like homework can look a lot of different ways depending on what you have time for, what you feel up to doing. At the very least, I would say try self-soothing 
in at least one of these five ways sometime this week. This does not have to take a lot of time, even though we're talking about making efforts to do this really mindfully and to slow down and to pause while you're doing these things. You know, this can be as brief as like putting on your favorite lotion in the morning or listening to a song that you like while you're driving to work. I mean, these can be really brief. So at the very least doing that, I would say if you want to take it up a notch, trying to do what I had mentioned a little bit at the beginning of setting aside at least 30 minutes for yourself to spend, you know, at least five minutes with each one of these things and to try to do them back to back in a really mindful way to see what that does for you. And if you want to take it up even a step further, I would say do Kate's idea of trying to assemble a portable kit for yourself that's full of things that you find soothing. So it could look a bunch of different ways, but try this out some way, somehow <laughs> during the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, email us, dbtmepodcast at gmail.com. And Kate has an awesome closing moment planned for us today. I'm very excited. It's like all the five senses, but mentally. Right? Just to point out that that's nice avidly, but there you go. All right, everybody. So, as per usual, take a moment to settle in. Find yourself in a comfortable position, whether that be sitting or standing or laying down. Get yourself in a place where you can mostly relax your body. And if you feel safe and comfortable doing so, go ahead and close your eyes. And to begin with, we're just going to focus in on our breath. We don't have to breathe any more deeply or any more slowly than we are naturally. It's just about tuning in. Just about deciding to pay attention. Your breath, how you feel, where you feel allow the sensations and the act of breathing point down into your body and into the present moment. And now I'd like you to begin by picturing a place. This place could be real, it could be imagined, it could be a place from your history or a place that has never before existed. The only requirement is that this place be somewhere that you feel completely safe and completely welcome. Be indoors or outdoors. No other requirements. Just a place that you feel safe and that you feel welcome. Once you've brought a space to mind, I'd like you to focus in on looking around. I need to take a moment in your mind to turn 360 degrees, see all around you in this space. Add as much visual detail as you can. Look at the objects down at your feet, look up above you. As many different detailed observations as you can make of this space looking at it. Once you feel like you've done your job looking around you, 
taking note of as much as you can see in this space. Switch now to focusing on what do you hear in this space. If you're out of doors, are there any sounds of nature that might be around you? If you're inside, is there a fire? nothing comes immediately to mind, give yourself a moment to consider. Now that you've seen it, take this time to listen to the space that you've created. Allow yourself a moment to add in. yourself, what does the space that I'm building smell like? Almost every space that we're in has some kind of scent to it. This could be the smells of nature, of a certain season, of the ocean. This could be the scent of a fire burning in a fireplace or cooking on a stove, or just the smell of the blanket that you're snuggled up in. Anything and everything, take a moment to consider. Now that you can see it, now that you can hear it, what does this thing smell like? You might even, as you're sitting here, take a couple of deep breaths in through your nose. Imagine inhaling the smells from the space that you're building in your mind. Once you feel like you've added that in, next I invite you to notice the sense of touch. So much can be here. Is it warm or cool or cold or hot <coughs> in this space that you're building? Is there any movement to the air, or is it still? Take a moment in your mind's eye and actually run your hands over some things in this space. Maybe the furniture or the ground that you're sitting or standing on. Maybe just the touch of your clothing that you're wearing in this space. Or a blanket stuffed animal, or a real pet, whatever it is, take a moment to notice what your body, what your hands can feel in this space, without letting go of what it looks like, without letting go of what it sounds like, without letting go of what it smells like, we're now adding the sensation of touch. Once you feel like you have added that in, last but not least, we're going to add in the sensation of taste. You may at first think there is nothing to taste here, 
Let's take a moment and really... Maybe it's obvious. Maybe you're holding a beverage or eating some food and you immediately know there are flavors in this space you're creating. But think, can you taste the tang of the sea salt in the air? Taste the wood smoke in the fireplace. Anything that you are smelling might also show up after the taste on the back of your tongue. Allow yourself some time. Allow yourself a moment to consider if there's any kind of taste that you can add to this. Once you've added that in, I invite you to just take a moment and really enjoy the space that you've created. Really take a moment to relax. Take a moment to bask in the sense of comfort, in the sense of safety, in the sense of welcome that you have in this space that you've built. Sense by sense by sense. And now remember, this space is available to you always. Now that you've built it with so much love and attention to detail, so meticulously, you can bring this up into your mind anytime safe space. Anytime you need a break, a retreat, a respite from whatever might be going on inside of you or outside of your life. This space is here whenever you need to return. After taking those moments to really relax and bask, Start to gently let go of this space and let it dissolve. Let the sensations go and let it gently melt away. At the same time, you might take one or two deep breaths. You might want to stretch, rotate your neck or shoulders. Whatever feels good, whenever your body just slowly enter it out of that vision and back into your body, into the moment, and into the room. Whenever you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. Thanks so much, everyone. All right. Thanks, everyone. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.